The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in accurate numbers My castle won't crumble What I tackle will fumble I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up According to me royalty didn't end with king touch Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening the cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct of the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spencer King. And I am back. I am back. I'm back talking about football and all the stuff y'all love to hear me talk about. Y'all not going to hear me going off tonight. It's going to be a good show. We're going to have some fun. I'm lying a little bit. I'm going to go off for like maybe five to ten minutes first. Then I have a very special guest. I have somebody who um, is very, very active in the Buffalo community, doing things with all your favorite players, with some of your favorite players. And uh, he's helping a lot of guys advance things that they want to do off the field. So we're going to talk to him a little bit. Uh, We're going to talk about what his agency does. We're going to talk about just everything, the people he represents and a lot of stuff that's going on. But first, I got to talk about Deshaun Watson in the Cleveland Browns. so it came out today, yesterday, let, let me back up. Yesterday, there was a 24th young lady who came out and pressed charges against Deshaun Watson about uh, this masseuse thing and him going to all these massage therapists. And um, I know I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I know this obviously is on YouTube and it's also in podcast form. So I don't want to say anything that would get us in trouble on on either of those platforms, but we all know the Deshaun Watson situation, so I don't have to go too deep in it. But what I will say is this. 
if you find yourself a man or really a, a, anybody, a man or a woman, but specifically I'm talking to men here. If you find yourself a man and you're comfortable, you're comfortable defending Deshaun Watson. If you, and, and I, I get it. Everybody wants to go to the, well, he was, you know, charges. He, he was innocent according to the criminal charges. So was other people who have done terrible things. And, and the thing is, when you look at the details of these cases and you look at what each of these young women are saying happened and you look at the text messages and you look at you even listen to his disposition and you listen to the things that he said, deposition, I'm sorry, you listen to his deposition and the things that he said, if you can walk away from that and you still defend him and you're able to ignore the feelings and the things that these women are saying, I lose all respect for you. And I promise you, the conversation won't go any further than that because it has to get to a point at some point that we start to protect women. You get what I'm saying? Like we have to protect women. And I'm not just talking about women in sports. I'm not just talking about the celebrities, but in general, if this was your sister, your mother, your daughter or niece, granddaughter, I don't know. I don't know the age range of everybody that's listening tonight, but if, if this was somebody that you cared about and somebody that you loved, I promise you, you wouldn't be defending Deshaun Watson. So at some point, we have to take away the, the admiration and the glamour of watching somebody play football. And we have to be real about things. This is nasty. It's disgusting. And the allegation that came out yesterday, I know for sure I can't say it on air. I, I can't say what happened. I can't. And then you have people who want to come out and yell about this is only happening because he's a black quarterback and he wanted to get out of Houston. Listen, I'm the first one. I am the first one in line to speak on social injustices and to speak on racism and racial relations, especially since what happened in Buffalo three weeks ago. I am. The, I promise you, you'll never, ever again hear me not be vocal about any of those issues. But when it comes to this, we got to stop. We got to stop defending guys because they they are athletes and we, you know, we're fans of them. We have to stop. You look at you look through history and you look at Carl Malone. This guy got a 13 year old pregnant when he was 20 years old or 21 years old, something like that. Didn't claim the baby. The baby ended up going to the NFL. But we can't keep normalizing this predator. We, we can't keep normalizing this behavior from men. Who, who prey after young women or who use their power and, and money to get what they want from, from women and then silence them. He, they had the team. It came out today that the team arranged for a location and provided non-disclosure agreements to the women. This is just wrong. It's completely wrong. And, and I don't care how you look at it. If this, again, if this was your sister, your daughter, your cousins, your mother, whoever, I promise you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be defending him the way that you are. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. We're going to move on. But before I bring my guest in, I, I, um, wait, before I move on from that too, because I, I have to, I have to, you have to, I feel, I actually feel for Baker, I actually feel for Baker. And I know, you know, anybody who listens to the code of conduct, y'all know I, I, I laugh and I joke about Baker because I don't think he's, I didn't think he was a good quarterback. I still don't think he's a good quarterback. This has nothing to do with his play. 
I don't think that he's the guy that if, if Buffalo didn't have Josh Allen, you would never hear me clamoring for Baker. He had me fooled in the draft process. But since he's come into the league, he's not been anything that I've, you know, I haven't, I haven't been like, oh, my God, I need Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. But the Cleveland Browns deserve every, every ounce of <laughs> you, you deserve. If Deshaun Watson is suspended for half a season or entire season, you don't deserve to have a, another starting caliber quarterback to back up. You, you don't, you don't deserve that. You don't like that. That is just, it's despicable that you give this guy a fully guaranteed contract. And on top of it, you knew that he would probably get suspended. So you get, made his first year $1 million. And I know they want to reference other contracts that, are structured in a similar way, you're not going to make me believe it. Fully guaranteed contract to a guy that did this. Okay, whatever. Listen, we're going we gonna to get ready for my guest. I'm very, very excited about my guest today. Um, quick word from my man, Buffalo Fred. Okay, here's the deal. I know as Bills fans, we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the Bills games. I get it. Trust me, I do. But let me tell you why this time of the year is elite. It's party time. And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, just call 4-FREDDY. All right. So my man, I got my guy with me, the one, the only, the CEO of Avalon Media or Avalon Sports. I don't know. Um, I see it different ways. So I don't know how to how do you how would you prefer for me to introduce you, sir? Yes, sir. Well, pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, bro. It's great. Um, well, Avalon Media, that's kind of the big company, uh, right? The, the, the agency that we have in Avalon Sports um, works under Avalon Media. So, yeah, it could be it could be both. So. All right. So I have the man behind the scene. He's the guy that um, we often in Buffalo, we see him, you know, with with Jordan Poyer. Uh, we saw him with uh, Lorenzo Alexander early or, or prior to Lorenzo retiring in Buffalo. We saw him with Levi Wallace. So Mr. Montez is the guy. I'm going to tell you, all he's the man. So um, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time out to sit with me, man. Um, let's introduce you a little bit, though. So like I said, people people know you because of you know your connection to Jordan and they know you because of you know the, the other players that they've they've seen you with but um prior to you doing any of this work that you're doing with the players you had a pretty popular or a pretty good career yourself so let's kind of talk about that introduce you so everybody gets to know who you are sure sure man well again appreciate you for having me um so yeah it's been it's been a crazy crazy journey for me so um I was blessed to play professional soccer for seven years which is the the sport that I love um, I, um, I'm from Colombia. I'm actually here today. I landed here yesterday for work. Um, I signed my first contract when I was 14, uh, moved to Argentina, um, at 14 years old. It was, it was kind of wild for me, um, playing Argentina until I was 18, then got a contract in Germany, playing in Germany for about two years, um, and then playing in the U S in San Francisco for a year, 
So um, it's, it was a wild, wild journey. Um, again, I, I still cannot believe I, I got to play a sport that I love. And uh, you know, throughout the journey, I learned a lot of things that now I have when we apply a lot of gaps that, that we found in the industry, players being misrepresented. And it's been crazy. It's been crazy. So um, been, been in Buffalo for about two years and a half, two and a half years now, because my wife happens to be from there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I met her. I turned my ACL um, five years ago. Um, and I came to Columbia for rehab and uh, through a common friend and my wife. And she's like, hey, I'm from Buffalo. She said, I'm from New York, actually. So when she said, I'm from New York, I thought she was from, you know, New York City. And she was like, well, you know, come to New York, whatever. So I was like, yeah, let's go to New York, like beautiful. I landed in Buffalo and it was like, uh, it was wide open for me. Just different city, different vibe. Uh, people are amazing. I mean, I was used to living in, you know, Frankfurt and Buenos Aires, huge cities. Um, and Buffalo was just something that I never seen in my life. So I'm like, I'm like, this is kind of cool. It was a different vibe for me. Um, and it helped me a lot because I wanted to get away from the sport. It was really hard for me to stop playing. I retired when I was 23 and um, I don't think I was ready for that. Um, so I struggled for about two years trying to find my passion, trying to find my way back into something that I love. And, um, and man, I was in Buffalo and, and I think that, you know, I, I know we'll get into that, but seeing, you know, fans, the city, how the industry worked out there. I mean, I was like, this is just something that I think I can get behind. And um, it's been, it's been a crazy journey. So with your soccer career, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll move on a little bit, but with your soccer career, um, I know you mentioned you tore your ACL, but you had a, a pretty lengthy career. You played seven years. Um, what What's that like? I mean, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, the fans, because I feel like obviously soccer is bigger around the world than, than it is in the United States. Um, What's the energy? Do you, do you do you compare that at all to the NFL energy, or do you feel like it's something completely like it's a whole different beast? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. My wife asks me that all the time. Um, so just to give an example, in Argentina, soccer. Uh, but just to start, soccer is the only sport that we have in South America. So we don't have the luxury of having baseball, basketball, um, soccer. We have five, six sports in the U.S. that you can play. In South America, it's soccer or nothing, right? So that's all we have. And then soccer is the opportunity for, for people to get out of poverty here. So um, in Argentina, for example, if you, you know, you don't have the opportunity to go to college, if you don't, you know, if you don't come from a wealthy family, the only option you have is just to go play ball, play soccer and try to make it out, you know? So it's very competitive. It's wild. Um, I mean, at 14, 15 years old, you get, you get kids that, are leaving school and they're just playing professionally. Um, that's what I did. Like I, I, you know, I finished my, my, my school and everything, but at the time I had to stop going to school and everything. And I just, I was just playing. I mean, at 14 years old, I was training twice a day. Um, now that I think about it, it's wild. I don't think if I have a kid, I will put my kid through that. But at the time it was, it was my dream. Um, so soccer outside the U.S. is, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's everything. Uh, people get wild about it. Um, the business side of it is not something that I really enjoyed. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wild business. Um, and then like anything, you know, it's just, they care about the, the player, about the athlete, but not really about the human being right behind. Um, and I think that's something that's changing right now. And it's something that I like about the U S is that, you know, athletes have a plan B to have an opportunity to have a career, but here in South America, um, man, it's just crazy. I mean, you get to play your sport and if you don't make it, you can be 18, 19 years old with no education. So what are you going to do? You have to go and, and do something. 
Um, so I think it's wild from that, from that standpoint. But I think from the passion that um, actually fans bring to the game, um, I think it's crazy. And I think in the U.S., we, we, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit. Um, but if you have an opportunity to go watch soccer game outside of the U.S., I definitely recommend it because it's, um, it's a great experience. I plan on doing it. You know, one of these, I'm, I'm trying to get into it myself now, actually, just to kind of really learn the sport. Because, like, and you know this, in, in America, um, it's just not, it's not at the top of the list for sport. Like, I feel like football, the NFL rules. And then depending on if you're hockey or basketball and baseball, you know, but it takes a while for soccer to really become the conversation. But you, you mentioned there about, like, the business side of things in soccer. Is that kind of what sparked the interest or, you know, is that what made you, um, I guess, is that what made you want to come to the States and then say, you know what, I want to help the players on that side of the, the field? Is that, is that kind of where yeah, it came from? A, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I have, I have so many stories, but I'll tell you one real quick that it was kind of, um, it was a breaking point for me. So um, I was 18. Um, so I was 17 at the time. I was living in Argentina. I was playing for, for River Play, which is one of the biggest teams in South America, actually. Um, and I had a contract. So my contract was due and I had the team offered me an extension, a two-year extension at the time. So I was working with my agent, uh, which we're not going to say, um, but um, the team offered me an extension. Um, and, yeah. you know, I was 17 at the time, so I really couldn't, you know, negotiate without him, right? So the contract was good for me. It wasn't good for him. Uh, so he said, hey, man, uh, you know, this is what I want in terms of the percentage of the contract, which it was a ton. Um, and I said, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I can't sign that contract. So he's like, well, you don't sign that contract, then you're not going to play. And that's what happened. I didn't sign the extension. Um, I got kicked out of his apartment because I was living with him because I was 17. So um, I went from playing to all of a sudden not having a contract. I was homeless <clears throat> at the time. Um, and then, you know, you start getting all these thoughts of, you know, you have your family back home thinking, like, you know, worrying about you and your friends and stuff like that. So at 17, you're really not ready for that. I wasn't built for that. And so that made me think, I'm like, well, this sucks. You know, I'm like, I mean, you're the one putting yourself on the line. You're the one playing the game. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't up to me to continue to play the game that I loved, right? Um, so I couldn't play for a year. I trained for a year. And at that time was when I got the opportunity to go to Germany. Um, but th that changed the whole perspective for me because I'm like, I'm like, this is just, it's just incredible that this is happening, right? Uh, so now to your question, now when, you know, when we thought about Avalon and, and representing these guys, I always think about what I went through and I always think about what guys need and the way that I want to be represented and the way that I want something to fight for my stuff, always, you know, keeping, keeping kind of my, my goals at the top of the, you know, um, their mind because, you know, and we're not, we're not going to talk about agents and stuff like that, but, but, you know, oftentimes because of the business, um, man, you become a number, right? You become like, you know, you perform on Sunday, good. You don't perform that. We don't care about you. We don't care about anything that goes on in your life. And so, um, it's just what it is. We're not going to complain about it, but having experienced that i'm like well there's gotta be something that that we can do and, and i think that's something that that we're applying now that that we're in business okay so so again so now after playing soccer and then you you, you spoke about you know meeting your wife and then you came to buffalo and then so i'm guessing from there you notice an opportunity or, or a, 
maybe a whole, you know, like you notice the need in the community of sports in Buffalo. So first, what exactly does Avalon Sports or Avalon Media Group, what, what do you do for the players? And, um, you know, and what do you actually specialize in? So if, if I was a player and I just signed to the Bills or any team, really, and I reached out to you, what am I reaching out to you for? Yeah, that's great. So when, um, just to, to go back to the question, so when I got to Buffalo, uh, I didn't know anything about football, like nothing, like nothing. I would watch the game and I will be like, this is boring. You guys are stopping every two minutes. I'm like, I don't, my wife, she's a huge Bills fan. She's like, you got to watch this. And I'm like, I hate it. I'm like, I don't like it. Uh, like for the first six months, I didn't like it. But, but it's funny how life works um, because at the time I met Lorenzo, which, you know, you know, Lorenzo still works with us and, and shout out to Lorenzo, great mentor, great friend, someone that great. I respect. Uh, and we have a great friendship. And so we started working with Lorenzo and Lorenzo is the perfect example of an athlete that, that was not only successful, you know, during his playing career, but was able to transition into, you know, a, a great role after, you know, his playing career. So he's someone that, you know, when I have conversations with guys, I always bring Lorenzo up because he's just a great example. So uh, I started working with Lorenzo and say, hey, start asking questions about, about the, you know, the NFL, about, you know, the athletes and, and kind, of, you know, kind of some of the things that I thought that we could bring to the table, but I didn't know because I didn't play football, right? So Lorenzo started validating all these things and we're like, okay, so there's clearly a gap between traditional representation. So the agent that negotiates your contract, which you need to have a good agent, right? They're, they're definitely needed and we're blessed to work with some of the biggest agents right now in the country. Um, but, but then after your, your contract is set and done and you have five years in you know, any city, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to use your platform? Right? We all have story. You have story. I have story. Jordan Poyd has story. We all have different stories. So you, you can't really treat every player the same way, right? Because we all have different needs. We all have different struggles. We all have different backgrounds. So what we do is that we sit down. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you an example. When I met, I met Jordan about two years ago. When I met him, he was coming into his uh, ninth year in the NFL. At that point, uh, he had made, you know, the statement about, you know, he struggled with alcohol and stuff like that. And I remember I sat down with him and I didn't know him. And he started, you know, I knew that he was obviously very successful on the field, but he started telling me all these ideas and all these dreams that he had about using his platform and impacting people and, helping out, you know, with people, you know, that, that had issues with, you know, mental health. And, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, these guys is like balling because he was balling at that time. And I'm like, he's worried about his platform. He's worried about his impact. So at that time, I'm like, I'm like, if someone like him is, is worried about this, like guys getting into the NFL, Zach Moss, for example, that we represent as well, it's like, obviously those guys want to follow that path, right? So we validated what we thought that we needed to bring to the table. So, you know, we started working with Jordan, for example. Uh, we started building everything from the ground up. So foundation, um, storytelling, we, we produced a documentary for him that if you guys, you can, you know, the kids from Astoria, which you, you were at the premiere. Um, so all those things, just with the main goal of, of telling the story of who Jordan Poyer is in this case, right? We all know what he does on the field. We know he's a baller, but then we don't really know about really the, the human aspect. And I think right now more than ever, athletes are looking to 
humanize the brands and to tell people like, hey, I'm an athlete. Doesn't matter how much money I make, but I, I have struggles too, right? I struggle with X, Y, Z. We, we all have different struggles, regardless of what we do for a living or how much money we make. Like, like Jordan said, like life is hard for everyone. And so we come in and try to take care of everything um, off the field for them. Foundation, um, you know, charitable causes, um, endorsements, um, content creation, so that when everything is said and done and they're done with their playing career, they can look back and they have a platform that they can utilize to move on to the next thing. Whether you want to be an investor, whether you want to be in TV, whether you want to just run your foundation, while you have your platform and you're the player, because that's the other thing is like, when you're the player, everyone wants to be around you. Everyone mm -hmm. want to talk to you. Your phone is going out every day. When you say, I'm not playing anymore, I'm a former player, everything changes. It's just, it's just how it is, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we need to get people, we need to get our guys ready for the next step. So that, that in a nutshell is, is kind of what we do. Okay. And um, so, and, ju and just so everybody knows, I just posted the link for um, Jordan's documentary, A Kid from a Story, and all of the, on all the platforms. So if you're on Facebook, YouTube, watching it, or Twitch, you'll see it in the comments there. So um, after this, not now, after this, go ahead and check that out. But um, so you just provided a good explanation as to what your company does and what you do. Um, so if I was a, if I was a, player or even not a player but if i was just somebody coming up in buffalo or anywhere and i wanted to get into this type of industry you know what a what kind of advice would you give me uh or and then b um where would you tell people to start like what what are the what what would you say would be the correct road to travel to kind of get to where you are i love it that's a great question we get that that all the time and i love it um man the, the sports industry is a wild industry uh, i think a lot of people want to be in it it's a fun industry. It is. Um, but the business side of it can be, uh, can be shady at times. So um, I think the first advice is, I think it's what you're doing right now. And, and, you know, you and I talked about it offline is, it's just first is you gotta, you gotta bring value, you know, and we all have different skill sets and we all do different things, whether it's from the media side, from the endorsement side, from the community side, from, uh, you know, player engagement side, we all have different skill sets. Um, and so in Buffalo, that's one thing that I think is important. When I got to Buffalo, I was amazed that there was nothing in Buffalo to provide players with like, you know, branding development and stuff like that. Like, you know, we did our research and all these companies were coming from Miami, Los Angeles, Houston to do business in Buffalo. And I'm like, I'm like, there's so many people here, like, they're so talented. We work with a lot of people in Buffalo, content creators, uh, people in PR, in media. Shout out to the media in Buffalo. I have so much respect for them. Um, I don't want to forget anyone, but, you know, yourself, Matt Perino, John Scott, like, those dudes are amazing at what they do. They approach their craft, uh, and they can compete with anybody in the country, you know? So sure. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, Buffalo needs to have national recognition. And part of our, our goal is to bring that recognition to Buffalo and say – we don't have to be in Los Angeles to represent, I mean, you know, the names that the guys that we represent. So like, we don't need to be in LA to be able to represent these guys. We can do it from Buffalo, right? So number one is just, man, build your network, right? I mean, you already have no, so just go out, just send an email, make a phone call. Like if you want to work for the team, if you want to work in media, 
if you want to work with an agency, just go out and say, hey, this is what I do. This is, you know, if you have a passion for it, uh, you're going to go after it. And, and I promise you that a door is going to open up for you. I mean, take it from someone that got to Buffalo. I didn't know anybody, just my wife, literally. Um, didn't know anything about football. And, you know, Lorenzo trusted us. We started working and, and, and that's how things developed. So, uh, you know, just being patient and, and uh, just having a passion for what you do, man. Just, you know, it could be, it could be wild sometimes, but I mean, you know this, you get up every day and, and you have that fire that you like, and this is what I love. It's going to get you going and it's going to open that door for you for sure. Yeah, man. So like, even for me, um, I can, I can agree with what you're saying and I can speak to it, you know, like, cause I moved from Buffalo um, in March of 2020. So COVID shut the country down March 15th. I moved to Phoenix March 9th and I didn't have a podcast. I didn't, you know, really, I was just, um, I really started it because first Joe Miller asked me to be a guest on his show and do like a, a, um, like, I think we were doing like a roster projection and actually we're going to do one tomorrow on hump day hotline. So everybody in the comments, make sure you tune in the hump day hotline tomorrow. We're going to do a roster projection this year, but that's kind of how I got started. It was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on as a guest. And then from there, it was like, you know what? I'll try it. I was kind of, it was just out of a bored space, but you're right. Once you make your mind up to do something and you start working at it and then you you're consistent and you reach out and you talk to people and you try to build those relationships and connections that can take you a far away. And, um, and speaking of those connections, so I, I got to spend some time with you a few weeks ago uh, with Levi Wallace for his, his inaugural classic, um, his golf tournament that he had. Great time. Great time. I actually, I, I hit him the other day to, and um, I switched phones. So I don't know if he got back to me or not. Cause first of all, I don't know how anybody, I don't know why y'all have iPhones. I hate this iPhone. I'm going <laughs> to switch back to a galaxy this week. I promise you. But I hit him up just to tell him thank you. And, um, and his mother's an angel, man. Like she is, his mom is like one of the sweetest people I've ever met, but we had a good time out there. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about that event. Not, not specifically the event, but um, I feel like that's something a little bit outside of the range of what you even explained earlier. Cause you were talking about, you know, using the platform to do certain things, but this was, I guess he was using it for, for a right purpose, but it was a fun thing. It was a little bit different. Um, talk about stuff like this. Cause Jordan actually has a golf tournament coming up as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great, man. And, and, and I appreciate you for making the trip because you made it, you made it so much fun. Uh, we, we, we had so much fun that day. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as, as you, as you know, you know, guys are, you know, during the off season golf has become the, the number one thing, right? Everyone wants to golf. Uh, and, and, and guys are, I mean, you, so they're very competitive and, and they want to win and, and it's just fun to do it. So that's one of those things that, you know, Levi brought to us and he's like, man, you know, I, I, I've been golfing and like, I want to do something for my community. So he brought the idea to us and said like, Hey, let's put it together. Let's do a fundraiser. We, we put it together. Um, we had some, some bills guys come, you know, we had, uh, Cam Lewis, George Thomas and, and, and Joran. They, they came down, they had a great time. We raised a good amount of money for the Tucson community. Um, and, and it was the first golf tournament for the Levi Wallace Foundation, which we established, uh, I think, three months ago. So it's a new foundation. Um, and it's, it's something that's very, very important to Levi. And, and it goes back to my point to doing things that are important for the guys and not following the same path for every single person, right? So for Levi, when I talk to him, it's like, man, like I'm just huge in the community. And, and Levi, you know this, Levi is a guy that he doesn't like 
he, he likes doing stuff, but he doesn't like the, the recognition. He doesn't want media on. Yeah, he wants to fly very low. Um, and that tells you who Levi is, tells you what kind of person he is, right? Um, but obviously our job is to make sure that, that we tell that story, just not just to say Levi is a great person, but just to bring awareness about the causes that he's supporting, right? And to just mm-hmm. bring awareness about what you, you, in, you, you in, in Arizona, you know what Tucson is a very overlooked community because Phoenix gets most of the resources and stuff like that. So, so with that in mind, we actually have, um, it, it's Levi's birthday on Sunday. And on Sunday, we're having, um, we're bringing uh, 60 kids from a foster home to Dave's and Buster's. We rented the whole place. We're going to have cake. We're going to have, we're going to celebrate their birthdays because they don't get to do that. Um, so stuff like that, that's very important to Levi. It's just important to us. And, 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 and you saw the type of relationship that we have with these guys, which is another thing is, is we don't have um, our relationship with them. They're, they're family to us, right? Yeah. We talk about everything. Uh, and, and so I think we have been able to build this trust with them is because they're, they're family. And so we will do anything uh, to help them, you know, succeed. And, and so to, to, you know, for the event, uh, it was just great getting players during OTA, just coming down. Uh, it was super hot. Uh, they went, they had a good time. We raised some good money. Uh, we're already thinking about next year. We're going to go bigger. Uh, and so everyone involved. So shout out to everyone that helped us really put that event together. Um, as, as you know, it was, it was, it was kind of a bittersweet feeling because of what happened in Buffalo um, for all of us. Uh, and I know you and I have talked about it. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it, it was crazy. Um, but we're just blessed to have the, the support that, that we have and, um, and then just to work with the guys that we have, you know, they're, they're hard and, and really their mind is just in, in um, you know, it's just, it's just in the community, you know, it's, it's, it's more than football, it's more than sport. Um, and it's just, it's just great to be a part of it. Yeah. And you know what, speaking of, of Levi and that community, he also did. So a lot of people won't hear about it because they're not in Tucson, but he also did a football camp or like a, yeah, it was a camp, I guess. And and he had, yep. I think he said almost, what was it? Almost a hundred kids that came out. Oh, uh, almost 300. Yeah. Oh, geez. I'm shortchanging them. So almost 300 kids to come out. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, yeah. and I'll tell you what, man, Levi is loved in that community. And I, um, I know that he's not the guy to put himself out there on front street to kind of make a lot of noise, but he deserves a lot of love for what he does in Tucson. Like he, he really puts on for that community. So I appreciate him for that. And, and again, I, I do, if he, if he listens to this or even when you talk to him, just tell him like, thank you again for, you know, allowing me to come down and hang with you guys. And, you know, it, it's been, it's been fun getting to know everybody involved, man. It's, it's, it's been awesome. So, but so, so moving on from there, because in like now your footprint is growing. Cause like you said, you started in Buffalo. Now Levi's in Pittsburgh and you cover Lee or you, you, um, you know, you, manage or I don't know the correct term here, but you represent Levi. And then there's there's others that you, you represent as well. Um, has that become a bit of a struggle for you or how are you expanding Avalon to be able to serve all of these athletes without kind of losing track? Yeah, that's a, I think we should ask my wife that question because it's been, <laughs> it's been really very, very challenging uh, in that regard. So as you know, we saw, you know, two weeks ago, uh, we, we signed Tyreek Hill, receiver for the Dolphins uh and 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 you know I good thing that Jordan is in, in, in South That's Florida amazing. too so so it makes them appreciate it um and you know we've been you know we got Grady in Atlanta we got people in the West Coast soccer players so you know for the past eight weeks I think I've been in Buffalo about a week and a half 
I've been traveling like crazy. Um, so it, it's a challenge, um, but I'm just blessed for the team that I have. You know, I mean, we, we have an incredible team. Um, you know, we have half our team here in Colombia and half in the U.S. And uh, and those guys, just my, my, my heart goes out to them because they work day and night and, and they have uh, passion for what they do. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without their support. So, um, you know, shout out against the team. Uh, I think they're, they're amazing. And, um, you know, we, we are competing with, with obviously huge agencies um, and, and we're, we're fighting with them. And, and, and I think we're, we're definitely getting our, our name out there. So, so we're, we're, I think we're doing good. Um, but man, we, we stay, we stay humble. We stay hungry. We um, want to be the, the number one agency in the country and, and we have the talent and, and, and I know we're going to get there. Right. But um, it's all about the people that we work with. It's about you guys. It's about, um, I just thought of, of the, um, those mafia babes, for example, because every time we have an opportunity to do something in Buffalo, um, they're just all over whatever we do. So Kristen, her team. So, yeah. so really the, what we're building here, it's not only us, but it's really the communities that, that we're in. Right. And the impact that, that you guys help us bring, um, through the athletes. So it's not something that we do on, you know, on our own. It's just, it's a community effort. Um, so, so, you know, for the past two years, um, there's been so many people, you know, winning the Bills organization too. The Bills are, have been amazing with us. Uh, we're actually working on a cool project with them, um, that I think we're going to announce very shortly. Um, and, you know, teams in the NFL, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Dolphins, I mean, they're just great to work with. So, um, uh, I think being able to build these relationships uh, and just work with great people is, is what has helped us kind of grow and, and, and expand uh, nationally now. Yeah, and, and shout out, like you said, mentioned, shout out to Kristen and, and the Bills Mafia Babes. They do a lot. Um, and a lot of times it goes unnoticed. Um, like a lot of times they do things and, and their, their name or logo isn't thrown on it, but they're out helping and they're doing mm -hmm. a lot of work. So I do want to shout them out. They're doing a very good job in the community. Um, so, I'm not going to get into any um, of the business side of things when it comes to um, obviously like contractual things, because we have some, some things going on, but um, as far as the, because this is the bills fan show. So as far as the bills, uh, what's your excitement level this year for, for what's happening, man? Like, I feel like, I feel like we last year, I felt like was the team. I really do. I feel like, you know, the way it all happened I, and Levi spoke, he was so honest and, and so transparent when he was on the show a few weeks back. And he talked about, you know, the way that whole, you know, last series of events went down. So last year wasn't the team, but I felt like it should have been. How do you feel about it going into this season, man? Like, I feel like, I feel like if we're not there, like, I just don't know how we're going to, this is the best team I've seen in a Buffalo Bills, you know, I just haven't seen this type of collection of talent. Right. No, I think, I think you were spot on. I think, uh, from our perspective and, you know, having and spending the off season with the guys, um, I think they're more than, I think they're more than ready. I mean, they've been working really hard, like really, really hard. Um, they've been putting long hours. Um, they've been working on so many, so many things to improve the game. Um, you know, and, and again, like you said, a lot of things they work on it and, you know, it's not in the media because they don't want it to be in the media, but what I can tell you is that they've been working really hard and, and the chemistry, the bonding. I mean, you saw in in in, in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean that that's just a family right there. And from being on a professional team, I'm telling you, when when you have that type of group, 
and, and when you're family, man, you go to war every weekend. Every weekend you go out and you want to put out your best. So it's football. Obviously, it's tough. You got, you know, they're one, team, they're one teams that are super competitive and they don't want to win. It's a tough game. Um, but I do think that they're going to, um, you know, it's, it's hard to predict, but I, I do think that they're going to be, they're going to be uh, fighting till the end. You know, I feel like, like they're going to be to get hopefully to the last game. Um, and again, these, these dudes are hungry. Uh, that I can tell you. I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, we talk about a lot and, and they've just been working really, really hard. And I really can't wait for, uh, for this season to start because um, I know they're going to have an impact this year. And, and I'm, I'm also hoping that this is the year for, for them too. And every time I talk to Jordan, because you're right, like every time I talk to Jordan, it's literally all he talks about. It's like, nah, we, we got to win. <laughs> like he's so hungry. I, I just, and I think the thing is for me, obviously, like this, this podcast has been a blessing for me because it's allowed me to build some relationships with players and, and not just players, but media members. You mentioned Matt Perino and, and Sal Capaccio, and you mentioned a few of them earlier. Um, but, and I've built some relationships, but one of the things I love about the players that I'm able to start building relationships with is they, they kind of push me to push myself and, and talking to Jordan and talking to Levi and talking to even being down there, talking to Cam, uh, Cam Lewis. And man, these guys are a hundred percent. Like they're all go. And it's like, it doesn't matter what they're doing. They're competitive. Jordan was out there talking junk on the golf course, man. And, and <laughs> Levi was talking stuff, but it's like, they just want to win at everything they do in life. And, and that motivates me. So, you know, shout out to, to the whole, every, everybody that, you know, but, but man, it's been incredible to watch, and I just I think this year has to be it, man. Like it, it has to be it. So, but listen, before we get on out of here, um, first, is there anything else that you that I didn't touch on that you kind of want to bring attention to? Because, like I said, I know your goal is to is to well, no, you know what? I didn't ask you this. So, where you are now? You started two years ago, two and a half years ago with this. Um, where do you see this going in five years? So, in, in, on a five year plan. In a perfect world, what what would Avalon be? That's a great question, um, man. I, like I said before, I think um, you know the, the the way things are going right now. Um, we want to be the number one agency in the country for for athletes, for them to rely on us to build their brands um, out the field. Um, and and I know it's a big worry because I mean we have so much competition. Um, but I'm confident in the team that we have and the relationships that, that we have been able to build over the past two years. And um, just want to, you just want to help athletes for real. I like just, just want to just have them be peace of mind that, that they have a team that's truly taking care of their needs and they have you know their best interests at heart. Um, because, you know, the sports industry, you get a lot of people that get close to you. Um, I don't want to say they want to take advantage of you, but, but you have a platform. So, you know, it's like, anything else right they want to be close to you and they want to be a part of it too and and we just want to be a part of, of that new wave of people that are like hey we we've been on the other side you know we know what it's like to be on the other side and, and we want you to be successful regardless of i mean for us our guys i mean for us they're the best players in their position i no matter what you say to me they're all the best because we're family to us and we're gonna do whatever it takes for them to be successful so um, I just, you know, just want to help as many, as many athletes as we can. And as far as Buffalo, I, I want to see, you know, more reporters in the national media. I want to see, you know, agents and I want to see people from Buffalo succeed because there's just so much talent out there. And I feel like Buffalo is very overlooked. And, and I think now with everything that's going on with team and everything that that's happening, this is the time for people to come out and, and, and just, 
put the flag on the ground and say, hey, here we are, and this is this is what we bring to the table. Yeah, no, you're you're a hundred percent right, especially when you say that that people in Buffalo are overlooked. We felt like we've been overlooked for so long. You know, like there's so much talent, and it, and it's not just in sports. Like there's talent, and you know, like Griselda is like the first any type of music to come out since probably Rick James. You know, like it's been quite a while. So, right, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I know, I, like often after the games, you'll see players holding up those those banners that say keep Buffalo a secret, but I think it's time for us to not, you know, to no longer be a secret. Like I get the concept and idea by saying that, but, but no, you're right. A hundred percent. And I think that you guys can do it, man. Um, Again, congrats on the Tariq Hill signing. That has to be fun, you know, like to, cause you have an all pro player and now you have a guy that's, that has, he's done it on the top level. You have Tariq Hill. He's played with Patrick Mahomes. Now he's down in Miami. That has to be fun too. Like, you know, having some Bills players and you got a Miami player now, got to be some, some smack talking going on in there. What's that like, you know, finding <laughs> a player like Tariq? That was great, man. It was great. He's a, Tariq is a, is a great guy. Um, I'll be honest with you. I had a different image. I think like we, we probably all do about him uh, before I met him. <clears throat> I um, went down two weeks ago to meet him in person and man, he's a great dude. It's a, it's a, it's a humble dude, hungry, very competitive. I mean, I, I don't think you can um, achieve that level of success without being that hungry. Like you need, like your mindset has to be different to be able to play at that level and be successful. So he's a great guy. We talk about the game, uh, about the Bills game. Uh, and cause we, you know, we had to ask and uh, man, he's just, he's just a great guy. He's, he's, he's someone that also wants to be successful on the field. So yeah, you know, for us, for us is great, but but man, we, we treat Tyreek the same way we treat any other player that just comes on board, right? We're, they're just, man, we're just humans at the end of the day. We just happen to do different things for a living. So that really doesn't change anything. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to do too, you know, just just so that I know we see players on a pedestal out there where they cannot be touched. And we're trying to change that. So people see the other side of the players and they say that, man, they're, they're humans too. It doesn't matter how much money you make, but um, you struggle, you you make mistakes, right? You do good things, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, it, it's just it's just fun to me. Like, it's, it's first of all, you can tell him I hate him for his uh, like that thirty <laughs> <laughs> that thirty five yard gain in three seconds. You can tell him I, I personally I love him, but I hate him. Like, dude, you broke my heart. But no, like I said, it, it's just it's cool to see um, a company start in Buffalo with the Buffalo. Like, I know you're not with the Bills, but you started through the Bills uh, players and with Lorenzo, and now to see you expanding like that, man. I, I, it makes me proud to, to to see from the from the early stages to where you're going. So, man, keep doing what you're doing and, and uh, keep representing the guys the way you do. Because like you mentioned, you treat them like family. I, I saw it straight, like, in person. I got to see the way the camaraderie was, the, the laughing. I mean, we waited outside for two and a half hours for tacos. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, we did. Do, yes, sir, we did. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to do that with people. You know, you're just out there talking and laughing. And shout out to John Cena for stopping by for that, too. But you're not going to do that just – with people you don't like being around or if it's just business. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. And uh, so now before we get out of here, um, are there any other like charitable events coming up or charity efforts coming up that we can kind of get involved with that? If anybody in the comments want to help out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the, 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 the big thing that we have now is um, and, and uh, on July 11th and, and for large that we have a, a huge tournament golf tournament. I think Jordan just posted something like an hour ago. Um, it's going to be a fundraiser that's going to support the ECMC foundation for the, they're going to, it's going to support their substance abuse program and mental health program. 
uh, and with everything that's going on in our city right now, I felt like that's something that uh, we truly need. So, you know, Joran wanted to get behind. So um, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a crazy tournament, man. Some of the players that will be um, attending, uh, Ty Tyreek will be in attendance. Uh, Tua will be in attendance. Mitch Trubisky. Um, I know Gabe Davis is going to be there. Obviously, you know, Jordan, we have um, a few uh, professional golfers. It's going to be crazy lineup. Um, we still have spots. So if anyone from Buffalo wants to go to Fort Lauderdale, have a good time and, and, and just mingle with the players and, and stuff like that. Um, and also support a good cause. Um, man, that would be great. I think Jordan posted something on social today. Um, so we have that in Florida and then, and then you know, or that in Buffalo. I know we have a few things uh, coming with, with Jordan, uh, with Zach as well. So there'll be more information coming up. But um, again, shout out to the entire Buffalo community, all the organizations, like I said, um, the Mafia Bays, the Kids Keeping Drugs, and, and really everyone that, that has supported us and our players along the way. And uh, man, we're just going to continue to do that and, and try to help as many people as we can. Yeah, just I looked on Jordan's uh, Twitter. He probably posted it on Instagram, so because I, I didn't see it. But uh, what I'll yeah. do is I'll I'll get whatever it is that he posted, and I'll post it to Twitter and Instagram. So if you're following me, you can um you can see it. And I believe I have the flyer in my email as well. So if you if anybody wants any information on how to get involved with that golf tournament, hit me up. I'll get it to you so that way you can go down there and hey, try to beat Jordan. I just saw he posted something too that that he, um. <laughs> His goal was to get under a, I guess, I guess like a, under a ten handicap, and he's at a nine and a half, not nine point five. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, if if anybody <laughs> thinks they got what it takes to get with Jordan on that on that golf course, I tell you what, he's he's actually he's actually pretty good. Like I can't even I can't even front on him. So, um, but listen, man, thank you so much for for spending the time with me tonight, and you know, enjoy your time. You say you're in Columbia right now. I'm in Columbia right now. Yes, sir. What's the weather like? Uh, it was raining today, but we, we don't have seasons here. So it's, uh, it's 65 degrees, um, okay. year round. So you can't complain. <laughs> man, 65 year round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh man. I might have to check that out. Cause, cause see, so I'm in, obviously, you know, I'm in Phoenix. It's today is like 104 Saturday is supposed to be 114, like 114. And I'm not complaining cause it's no snow, but 65 sounds like something I could deal with just like all year long. Just that'd be perfect. I don't know. I don't know how you do it out there. I remember when I was there, it was 110. <laughs> I, I, I felt like I was going to die. You saw that. I was dehydrated. Yeah. I felt like I, I was ready to pass out. So, yeah. It was cool. I had a good time out there, man. But, but yeah, listen, man, thank you so much. Uh, we'll have to obviously do this again. I'm sure we'll link some more. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to logistically to, to figure out how to get out there to Fort Lauderdale next month, but I'll be, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. So I'll, I'll see you out there, man. And again, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it here with the Code of Conduct. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. You can say go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go. He, he represents Tyreek, so I had to make sure he said go Bills. <laughs> <laughs>